This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dreams, a podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. I'm Tim. The uh, title of our podcast today is The Curious Case of the Edgerton Murders. It's got some mysterious murders, Brandy. What do you think about that? I'm excited to see what they are. <laughs> Me too. You, you might have known what they were if you had read the script. Yeah, if you would take a little bit of time to prepare yourself. uh, Easy there, big man who didn't have his script. Uh, I like the element of surprise. I read that. Good point. I like the element of surprise. So you can give us a synopsis of it right now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, A bad person kills an innocent person. A number of innocent people, Timmy. And they, uh, a, a bad person gets an idea, gets a weapon, and mayhem ensues, Timmy. The inside is staggering. Yeah, so he didn't read it. No. Um, but it is a fascinating tale, Brandy. And we're going to discuss, as you know, because I know you read it. And we're going to discuss that. Okay. But before we do, I'd like to remind everyone that we sometimes use inappropriate language. Foul language. Well, it's appropriate for the situation, Timmy. Well, perhaps, but not it's all not our people. everyday language, right? Because sometimes these sons of bitches, Timmy, they just they. But you, some you people can't are, be a Christian talking about these motherfuckers, Timmy. Some people because, are offended by the language that we use. Well, uh, Brandy, people should go fuck themselves, Timmy. <laughs> if so they're if offended by that, but you know what? They're not offended by Timmy. What? If you don't cuss, but you just talk about the the mayhem and stuff that happens to the people, the the horrible things. That, see, they're not offended by somebody getting an arm lopped off and leg lopped off and foot lopped off and buried in a shallow grave and thrown off a bridge. And none of that offends them, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Well, some people are offended by language, and if you are, we ask that you check out one of the other wonderful true crime podcasts out there, of which there are many, Colonel. There are. There are a number, Timmy. Uh, We have our 
our friends Nina and Ben are both doing long forms now, Timmy. Yes, they are. Yes. yes. Don't both talk to we strangers. Have- don't talk to strangers uh, from Nina, as well as uh, uh, there is Mine's Murder Madness. Town by by Tim. Yeah, by Ben. By uh, Ben, I'm sorry. Yes, there's a lot Mines of good podcasts out. Minds of Madness, another good podcast. Brandy's been listening to a lot of different podcasts lately. Is she a I podcast have. junkie now? Yeah, she got. I it. am. It's so ridiculous the rabbit hole I've fallen down. See, and it's we're all so part ridiculous. of that. But you know, you well, you you are a part of that. But let me tell you something. I sigh a lot. There's a you lot do. of sighing on my end to you oh, all on this podcast. On this particular, on our podcast, I sigh. I haven't noticed that. Bit. Have you, uh, Colonel? No, I have not noticed that. You've always seemed cheerful and chipper when you're talking and, to us, and on the edge of her seat when whenever right. you're yeah, talking. Just excited, yeah. I sigh quite a bit. She seems excited to be in the same room with us. (laughs) Yes, she does. In the same virtual room, though. (laughs) Right, right. Okay, so let me introduce our uh, panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, the podcast junkie, uh, a lady who's known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent, Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? You know what, Timmy? I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. I um I made I made an announcement on the page that I'm completely ridiculous, and I recognize that. But my day was completely made yesterday when I went to Walmart and found my pins that I can't find anywhere, and I what got so of, excited. What kind of pins? They are. Let's see. They are Pintech pins. Pins like Sorry, like you write with. Like I write with, and I okay. like, I, you know, I write a lot. I sign my name a lot, you know, autographs and, you know, work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these pens don't hurt my hands. And bad I checks. Bad checks. And I can't, <laughs> checks. And I can't, you know, find them anywhere. And freaking Walmart had them. So now I'm pumped and excited that I've had my pen. Yeah, that's what I like that about you, you Brandy. You to steal. <laughs> that's what I like about you. You're pleased with life's simple. You're simple a simple things. woman, devil. I'm a simple woman. I've said that's that. That's what a I can't get people. Yeah. Well, no, not see. I think, but you meant it differently. Here's a thought, though, and and I'm just this is still brandy time. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, I'm better, and I'm going to try to help brandy. Um, it's what? the Pentec gel rollers, right, Devil? No, it is gel not. Pen. I don't like gel pens. Oh, you it don't pens? No, they're ink pens. They're Pentel. And they're RSVP. They're ballpoint pens. Yeah. They're not. Yeah, I know exactly what. To, yeah, they're right here on Amazon for uh, ten dollars a box of twelve. Devil. Right, but I found them at Walmart, and I got yeah. the five. Well, you, yeah, it's like it's a goddamn. I got quest. five you do dollars. Get on your I was on a quest. I was on a quest. I, I don't want. Wait, is it me, uh, Colonel, or do you hear our audience snoring at this point? I do. We just <laughs> you know what? From, it, you know what? It makes me happy. You asked about my day. It's hard to tell how this day's going okay, because cool. it's so late. But yesterday was the, uh, Brandy, are, are are you ready for the holidays? You're ready for Thanksgiving? Uh, you, you know, know she's my, not. She's the most no. ungrateful person you ever met, Timmy. <laughs> How's she going to be thankful for something? My, we're having. You should be unthankful yeah. giving. Unthanksgiving for you. We're having Thanksgiving at my mom and dad's, and I don't get to eat any of it. But I'm very excited to spend time with my family. Why don't you get to eat? 
Oh, because I've got that surgery coming up and I have to like put two weeks on some kind of crazy like coffee oh. and cigarette diet and for like two weeks. But I'm I sure they're not recommending sugar. a coffee and cigarette diet. Well, probably not, but you know, I'm not allowed to really eat anything. So I have these nasty protein shakes that I can drink or I can have Greek yogurt, which is fine. But you know, my source of anything are there probably, are there a lot of calories in Percocet? There surprisingly no, there are not. So I'm well, so I'm okay. You're okay. Well, we'll we'll learn more about your surgery as it come comes yeah. around. There's no reason. It's not that exciting. You've been having a lot of surgeries here lately, Devil. Mm-hmm. And, and it just makes me wonder if you're not maybe you're not living clean, Devil. You know, I've had more surgeries since I've turned forty than I ever have had in my whole life. No, it's not a matter of living clean. It's a matter of being old enough to figure out. Hey, not everybody has heartburn that where they throw up in the middle of the night. That's a thing that could be fixed. So let's do it. Right, but if you if you had if you introduced a little more righteousness and got rid of a little of the sin, devil. That's what I'm talking. You about. know, cut back on the well, vodka. And, my little, yeah, vodka, cigarettes. Look, and, my and little that's just breakfast. Said, yeah. My yeah. little sin. My little sin is sitting here playing Grand Theft Auto. So, you know, <laughs> you know I, I almost went out and bought a. I almost went out and bought an Xbox just for GTA. I miss that game so much. Can I come over Thanksgiving and play with Noah? Sure, he'd love it. I would too. We would also like to introduce a man that is known throughout the land as uh, I know that's Brandy. It's known throughout the land. Uh, the Colonel is known as an oasis, Brandy, in the desert of despair. He is considered uh, the most dangerous man in podcasting today, a man who uh, is considered the moral compass of this podcast, the very honorable, the Colonel, Reverend, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters III, affectionately known, Brandy, as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. <laughs> He's I'm not good, Brandy. Look at that. Shocking. Shocking. Well, you know, uh, Timmy, as, as, I, as I wander into my, into my uh, I've done many great things in my life. And I, you have. And I was hoping, really. He has, Brandy. Yeah. No, he's done one great thing. If you look on Wikipedia, to me, I got my own page there. And if you look at well, my dream I, I just is thought have a Wikipedia page. Okay. You much, thought you were done? Much like my, Michael Corleone in The Godfather Part 3, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Every time I get out, they pull me back in, Timmy. So what, what are you saying, Colonel, that your people are calling you to service? It appears that I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to run for the Prime Minister of England, Timmy. Well, they have so been having a lot of resignations over there. over there, Brandy. You got to admit I, that. Let them, you know what? If I was Prime Minister, let them fucking resign. Do you know how bad I would strip their offices for parks? <laughs> I would have new staplers. I would have so much shit. I'd have eight printers. I'd be so excited. Let them quit. <laughs> You'd be happy, but your government will be all for it. be as. Is well, frozen up is a is a is somebody is the people that do it outside the bows. Yeah, I'd be efficient because I'd have all I'd have all the stuff. So you, well, if you were Theresa May, Jimmy, you would just say resign, and I get yeah, the good stuff. And I'm going to get your good red swing line. <laughs> <laughs> the colonel. So what's what you're saying, Colonel? You're thinking about running for parliament? Uh, yeah, it snap election, Timmy. 
Well, yeah, they do have snap, snap elections. elections where, you know, our our elections have a timetable like every four years or every yeah. two years. But in, in the parliamentary system, they can call for elections, the prime minister. And, and you're saying you you would call for a snap election. I would call were. for a snap election right now, Timmy. You know, here's I'm calling for a snap election right you now. You would call for like every I'm, three times a week. I'm demanding the snap election right I now, feel, Timmy. I feel like you have to live over there in order to do that. I don't well, know. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's is that a, is that a problem, Colonel? Is that a hurdle? That no, you're... I will relocate. Um, much like you know, we have we have people in this country run for Senate in a state they never lived in. They had a you know a PO box there for two weeks, and then they run for Senate. So sure. I'm going to be Prime Minister because I got friends in England, and my friends in England are saying, Colonel, look, we need your help. Well, we call so, friends. So they're calling you to duty. You think that you get elected even though you've never been there? Sure, sure. I don't why, think why not? I think that's a problem. I think his trip to Canada has barred him from all international travel. Somebody's going to have to explain Brexit to me, Timmy. I thought well, you know, I, I, like, I wouldn't, Brexit? I wouldn't worry about that until you get elected. Then someone else explain okay. it to you. Well, get, you can bring up the wiki page on it and maybe catch up. Yeah. I yeah, just so so you're me. announcing that you are a candidate for parliament in uh, the UK. Not just parliament. Snap election, Timmy. Snap election. He's calling snap it election. snap election, Brandy. You know, can, good luck. He, he can call that. You're allowed to call snap elections. So, yes. And I apparently think he, I think they're, they're going to call one. <laughs> and then so, I will be Sir Charles. Oh, you want to be knighted as well. Well, yeah, if I go over and save the country. England's a mess right now, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Not, they're not United States kind of mess, but, the, you know, yeah. by England standards, they're a mess. You know, if we uh, will, you make Brandy the, uh, will you make Brandy the manager of Stonehenge? You know what? Just to get her cast off, I may do that, Timmy. I, what I, I, I'm, I don't I'm think she do can it. manage Stonehenge. I really doubt her no, ability she can't. She could to manage lot, three, Timmy, you know, big stones. Look, here's well, the thing. <laughs> I think she can manage it. I, it's, I don't think Brandy could break the morale of Stonehenge, Timmy. <laughs> now, Brandy, uh, what's your thoughts on that? How do you respond? Well, first of all, I've got enough dirt on Charles that I would, I would go bigger than Stonehenge. I want to, you know, I would want a very high position. But you've, you've often said you want to be the manager of Stonehenge. I don't know what it was the job posting. I know, but I don't know what makes you think you have the ability to manage Stonehenge. Have you managed rocks before? Yes. Have you seen my staff? I think I'm going to put Brandy in charge at Eiffel Tower, Timmy. That's a different country, Colonel. Yeah. That's France. There you go. For now, Timmy. For now. That's been England's problem. They haven't been thinking big, Timmy. I see. You want to expand the empire. Well, how hard is it? I mean, you take over France, you just, all you got to send is two troops over there. Look, They're like, oh, we, sur- we surrender. To, ma- to manage Stonehenge, all you got to know how to do is mow the grass. I can do that. You might, yeah, but you hit one of them and yeah, like they start falling effect. over. Look, I get this, I get that, I get this picture in my mind yeah. of you standing there like, you know, with shrugging your shoulders with the, all the uh, rocks all, you know, falling and. In disarray. In disarray. Everybody knows that you take the weed whacker around the actual stones. Duh. Second of all, 
maybe it's time for a new configuration. Did you ever think about that? Maybe we would get more people there if we mixed it up a little bit. Did you ever think about that, Timmy? <laughs> that, that is why you're not going to be a manager of Stonehenge. You can't, you can't change exact, Stonehenge. That's the reason I should be the manager of Stonehenge. Yeah, I don't think you want to upgrade Stonehenge, Devil. Yeah, I think well, Stonehenge okay. is fine the way it is. Just don't but knock I, it over. That would be your I, one job. Not I want you knocking know, them over. I want to be named a dame, and you, oh, you I, just can't be named a dame. You have no, to earn you it. You got to be a dame, really. Yeah. Like he's earned the title Colonel or Sir. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like as long as we're playing this game, I should be named a dame, and you know. So you want have, that in your title now, Dame? I, I, you can't be a queen and a dame. A queen is higher than a dame. Well, you got to start somewhere, and I would okay. like to be a baron. Why? Well, I, I know because you want to wear I believe I will make you a. I, I say I believe I will make you a duke, Timmy. A duke, but a I'd duke. like to be a baron or a count, maybe a count. Ca- count would be count would like be cool. A count to me, Timmy. Count would be cool, Brandy. A count is a ladies' man, Timmy. Then generally, you do, then you do have to wear an ascot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, can you wear an ascot and a cape? Because I want <laughs> you can. You can. It's got a little weird to me, but you can do it. <laughs> and a monocle. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. what? Because your account, you can do whatever the hell you want. You need a scarf, Timmy. Yeah, can we I agree. talk about the Edrington murders? We can. We can. Thank you for always keeping us on track, Brandy. Yeah, thank that's you why for staying so professional, though. Yes, that's why you would make an excellent Stonehenge manager. Duh. I would put it on Easter Island. You know what I would do? I would cut off all internet access and cell phone access and just say, there you go, manage. <laughs> you know what? She's like is. the virus that we isolated, Timmy. No, Timmy's new title would be Count Dream Killer. That's what Timmy's title is. <laughs> I don't know why you say that for. You're a dream killer. I, uh, no, I just like the Stonehenge. I, like the, I would hate to see anything happen to Stonehenge under your watch. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Edgington murders. You know, and this is this, to me. Mm-hmm. You can't be. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to clean up your life a little bit too. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you. My life is very. You're gonna be under media scrutiny, and you can't be juggling those four or five women at a time. That you I, like I am. I don't know what you're talking about. We know I, you're a ladies' man, especially if you get to ask God, it's gonna get even worse. And then you had the monocle uh, in there. You're going to have to get a cane to just beat them off, Timmy. Get beat out, beat back the women. Brandy, have you ever had relations with a man that wore a monocle? (laughs) I've never slept with Mr. Peanut. No, I have not. All right. (laughs) Yeah, what you're missing. You haven't lived. Well, since both of you have, that's special. (laughs) Let's talk about the Edgington murders. Pipe Hayes Park, Brandy. Uh-huh. There's an area, a, a area in Edgington, which is a suburb of Birmingham, England. Ever been to Birmingham, England there, Colonel? I've been there. I'm about to be there. Snap now, election, Timmy. Snap election. <laughs> <laughs> you're going you, to call snap elections like every 10 minutes, I can tell. Until um, they give me one, Timmy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to proclaim. I've been yelling out here at the house just out the door, and I live on the west side of Cincinnati, so they they, they don't really have no know clue what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's not unusual for people to yell random things, you know, because I yell, snap election, get off my yard, you little bastard. <laughs> so you're calling you know, for a snap election so you can be elected to parliament. Timmy, yesterday I had 
I had the story of America encapsulated in 10 minutes and, what happened? and played out in front of my house, Timmy. Now, right, you know, right. we had that bad ice storm and all the branches fell off the tree and some landed on my on the car here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had this uh, young, well, not young, I should say this uh, um, person who was very entrepreneurial and was walking okay. around with a chainsaw to cut up everybody's branches and put them by the curb so the city could pick them up. Mm-hmm. Now, these are big branches, Timmy. Right. I saw and, the photos. It was Well, pretty... and you're old. You shouldn't be out there doing those things. Yeah. Well, this man was older than me. I doubt it. This man was older yeah. than me. And, but he was and in I, probably in better shape. Oh, no, he her. was not, Timmy. He was not. That's that's mm-hmm. the scary thing. So he knocks on my door. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I won't. He uh, appears that he probably didn't have regular work to me. Okay. And, uh, but he but he's a narrative well, you're saying. And they do well, yes. But he had a chainsaw. But he had a chainsaw somehow. I don't know how that worked. And he said, I will cut up all those branches in your yard and stack them in the street. Stack them on your curb for $10. That's a good $10. deal. Oh, now, this that's man a good deal. Had been walking up to everybody's house mm-hmm. and cutting up their branches for ten dollars, and he and I just thought, you know, that's I admire his spirit. Yeah. Now I don't know where he got the chainsaw, and then as I was watching him, I thought, I'm not sure that this guy really knows how to operate a chainsaw, but I did not really care because my branches were getting moved. Right. Um, for ten dollars. I mean, for ten dollars, when he came up to my house, Timmy, to gather his ten dollars for cutting up said branches, um, it was it was apparent that he had had a minor slip with the chainsaw, Timmy, <laughs> and it had hit him on the ankle, and oh, he was bleeding profusely God. from said ankle. Did you give him a band aid? We gave him better than that. We gave him a ace bandage and some gauze. And told him get your ass to the hospital, and uh, he said, so "Well, he's we- got a few more yards." And I thought that that is that is our country, Timmy. We have an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit. We just it's- don't seem to have the technical skill to pull it off, Timmy. <laughs> so, you, did, did this guy bleed out on your lawn? Or- he didn't. I told him go up to the next yard. If you're gonna die, I, you're a private <laughs> contractor. I assume well- no responsibility. I said, sir, if I pay you now, now I am a customer and I am involved in this transaction where you have damn near lopped off a foot. So I'm sorry, I cannot pay you. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, you just wait for him to die. Or, know. you know, after he dies, you could go get your $10 back. That's yeah. what I told and Rudy. Chainsaw. And everybody else's $10 and paid him. $10. Yes. And the chainsaw. Yes. And the Which chainsaw. I followed is sharp. him around. For about, for about four Yeah, it makes you wonder what he did, what does with the chainsaw when there's no uh, exactly trees, branches to cut. Maybe he's a tree guy. Yeah, or a serial killer. This what was a serious cut on his leg. I was, I was a little concerned. That, well, first of all, I was a little concerned. I was like, sir, could you step into the grass there because you're bleeding on the concrete <laughs> of the porch? We can, we can take care of this over at an appropriate place. 
So please do not bleed on my porch. Oh, I don't. I do this. not lack <laughs> compassion for the man. But if you, you're going to bleed, I can't stop that. But you don't have to bleed on my porch where I have to clean it up. Why didn't you stitch it up? He's got a point, Brandy. Why didn't you stitch it up for him? I, I put some super glue on it and put a bandage on it. Now that that'd get him at least to the next uh, to your neighbor's house. To my neighbor's house, I told him put keep pressure on it, and then I thought, you know what, I have an ace bandage, and I probably put it on there so tight that he's gangrenous today. Gangrenous, but that's not really, you know, I solved the immediate problem. You did, what? Colonel. You're a good man. Speaking of the population, immediate of problems. Should we get on with the story? Stop election, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is a little uh, high pipe high park. Is a little place. Uh, suburb of Birmingham, England, right? Yes. Edrington has a population of 23,000, Brandy. 23,000 people live there, so it's small. Right. The area was the site of two very similar – this is eerie, Brandy. You, you're, you're involved in all this Satan worship and uh, paranormal stuff, so you, you might like this story. The area was the site of two very similar murders of young women – 157 years apart to the day, Brandy. Think about that. You think they could have been connected to me? Well, you tell me. I'm going to give you the details. In 1817 and again in 1975, two young women were brutally murdered in the area of Pipe Hayes Park. And by the way, Leanne tells me that people in Birmingham in England talk funny. We got it, Colonel. They talk what? Leanne's she says they talk a, funny. Leanne's got a lot of gall saying anybody <laughs> talks funny to me. Hey, and, and you know what? And I've watched Peaky Blinders. They don't uh-huh. talk funny. They don't think they, they talk funny? funny. No. All right. Oh. No, no, I think they talk funny, but I think that Leanne talks funny. I, I see. Everybody really outside well Cincinnati talk, <laughs> talks funny. Well, except Ben. Ben, of course, he he speaks proper English. Ben he pre- has perfect diction, Timmy. Oh, yes, God, like myself. How <laughs> much like you, Timmy? The lovely man. I don't insult him. But I think when, she's insulting you. When we have a, when we have a <laughs> snap election, Timmy, snap election. I shall make Ben a knight. Oh, you're gonna knight him. I see him. But not you, Tim. I don't know I why. Don't I'm know what knighting. kind of award I could give Roseanne? She'd be a lady. She'd be a dame. Yeah, see, it'd be too hard for Roseanne to be a lady all the time to me. She'd be a dame. A dame. Okay, I'll make her a dame. dame. All right. So the facts around these two murders are very uncanny. Some very uncanny coincidence, Brandy. All righty. On May 27, 1817, the body of a murder victim by a 20-year-old woman named Mary Ashford was found in the flooded sand pit in Edgerton. And again, this is just, you know, outside of Birmingham, right? right? Exactly 157 years to the day. So May 27th. Uh, yeah, 1975. Uh, to the very, actually to the very hour, Brandy. Oh, geez. Uh, the Ashford murdered. History repeated itself in a most brutal and chilling way, Brandy, when 20-year-old mm. Barbara Forrest was strangled and left in the long grass near the, near the children's home in Edgington, where she was employed as a nurse. 
Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Sad. It is. This may uh, may seem nothing more than a coincidence, but intriguing similarities and parallels between the two murders came to light when the police were investigating the uh, Barbara Forrest murder. And they, as a police archivist officer, I didn't know they had police archivists, but I guess they do. They do. Uh, read through the Ashford murder of 1817. He shook his head in dis- disbelief, Brandy. Have you ever shook your head, Brandy, in disbelief? I have shook my head in disbelief at least six times since we started this podcast. <laughs> uh, now, see, Timmy, I'm, you know that I have a, a background in criminology, Timmy. Yes, and this is a classic case. It's a background in criminology. It's a well, Brandy, he, he's, he, he's, been, he's been very active with law enforcement. Go ahead, Colonel. I yes. have been active with they've law been active enforcement. With, no, they've been active with him. This is a classic case of a copycat killer to me. I see. Well, let's find out with more. Well, I don't think it's the same person. Way to go, Clouseau. <laughs> 157 <laughs> years later. Copycat <laughs> killers are not the same person. By definition, they're a different person. Way to piece that together. Yeah. Well, you're on a roll, Colonel. This might be a good time to call for a snap election. Snap election, Timmy. <laughs> Friggin' Mr. Bean. Is it, oh, it's a copycat. You fucking <laughs> So, uh, Brandy, they have a holiday in uh, in England. It's called Whit Monday. It's a bank holiday. You know how we have holidays to, uh, you know, like Veterans Day and you know Memorial Day. All these days that we have uh, to set aside to honor our past. Well, they have bank holidays where they just make shit up. They just want an extra day off, and that is Whit Monday was one of those. We need that. Uh, it was a bank holiday until 1967. They stopped it. But on Whit Monday in 1817, both days, Whit Monday, Whit Monday fell on November 26th. Both in, uh, it fell on a Monday, of course, because it's oh, Whit Monday. But it fell on both on May 26th, both in 1817 and in 1975. So that's odd. That is odd. So goddamn fascinating. Wait, wait, wait. Here's the question. Wait a minute. Snap election. Wait a minute. How would you know if they stopped Whit Monday in 1967? How would you know that it's Whit Monday in 1975? Well, in the UK they stopped it, but I guess some of the other countries still celebrated in Europe. So, but you know these these uh, bank holidays. This is they're just bullshit. That's just that's just so they can stay home. They're just reasons for people to get off. Yeah. Off work. We need for that. You know, we the, we work so hard. That's why we're we have such a great economy because all of us, like us, we work so hard. And while they're taking off Whit Monday, Colonel, your thoughts on that? It's not election, Timmy. It's not election. I'm going to fix that country, Timmy. You know who? Basically, I, people are going to think I'm the second coming of Winston Churchill, Timmy. You can't even control your own I'm house. Here to, I'm here to bring that empire to greatness. The first thing we're going to do is take over India again, Timmy. Colonize <laughs> India. Um, oh the sum you said, so you, you think the British Empire. You're going back and make it a great empire again, I see. Oh, okay. absolutely. Oh. This fucker can't control the tiny office that he has at work. He well, he's been compared to Winston Churchill, Brandy. You have to admit no, that. No, he hasn't. I admit <laughs> nothing. He's never been c- compared to Winston Churchill. 
ever. Ever. Closest he's ever come is went to Churchill Downs once. He will fight on the beaches, Brandy. I would. (laughs) All I have to offer the people of England, Timmy, is Uh my blood, toil, sweat, and tears. So he's offering offering them his toil, Brandy. Mm. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants his toil. (laughs) Keep that toil put away. Nobody wants that. Okay. So, um, like yes. uh, uh, Mary Ashford, yeah, like Mary Ashford, Barbara Forrest had been raped before being murdered, and both victims were within three hundred yards of one another. So that's that's pretty weird. They're pretty yeah. close. They both weird. and get this, Brandy. Uh, <laughs> they both share the same birth date. Mm-hmm. They both were twenty years old at the time of their murders. But Brandy, the cons- uh, the uh, coincidences don't stop there. What the what the coincidences don't oh. stop there? <laughs> that means when something happens, no, so I know. Explain, explain what coincidence is to the to her, Colonel. A coincidence, Devil. It's when an event occurs that has mm, strange things surrounding it. Connections, connections yeah, to other events. Yeah, yeah. So in this case, both girls had visited their best friend on the evening of uh, the evening of Whit Monday to mm-hmm. change into a new dress for a local dance party. So they went there on Sunday. Yeah, no, not Whit Monday. Whit, uh, not with Eve. Whit Monday. They, uh, the coincidence don't stop there. Oh, okay. Both girls <laughs> had visited their best friend on the evening of Whit Monday to change into a new dress to attend a local dance party. Okay. Have you ever attended a dance party, Brandy? I have. I have. So there you go. Have you? What kind of dance? Do you, you what kind of dancing do you do? You do what to see. Have you ever done the Watusi? I don't. I don't think so. What kind of dances uh, do you do? I don't know. Randy used to go to those dances, Timmy, where you get your hair all poofy. Yeah, it's not pole. We don't count pole dancing. Oh yeah, and and take dollars from strangers as you was listening to some salt and pepper song. Salt. (laughs) Push it. Push it good. Push it good. (laughs) Push it real good. No, yeah. no, we don't push you, anything. You know when things will be pushed good, Timmy. <laughs> when, Colonel? When there's a snap election, Timmy. <laughs> oh, he's calling for a snap election, Brandy. So these poor girls go to a dance. Yeah, and get there, they get raped, they get murdered. Yeah. Uh, and each of the suspects that, that, who were arrested, uh, each had the same last name of Thornton. Cool. That's and in both incidences, Mr. Thornton... Was charged with the murder, but then later acquitted, Randy. Well, Doesn't it seem odd? So, uh, oh, well, they related. Vaping. Well, they related to me. Uh, the Thorntons? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think they were related. But let's take, a closer, let's take a closer look at the uncanny coincidences, Brandy. At 6.30 on May 27, 1817, a laborer on his way to work in Edgington came upon a heap of blood-stained clothes belonging to a woman, Brandy, near what was called Penn's Mill. He informed the police, and during the search of the area, uh, 
around the suspicious find, they saw two tracks of footprints made by a man and a woman, which led to a flooded sand pit, Brandy. Your thoughts on that? That's a good way to throw the hounds off, Timmy. I try and stay away from flooded sand pits. The police had two sets of footprints, and they saw that they ended at the edge of the water around the pit. The pit was searched, and the corpse of a well-known, well-loved local girl named Mary Ashford was recovered. So this is 1817, Brandy. Her arms were heavily bruised, and her clothing was bloodstained. Police made inquiries with the locals and soon established that Miss Ashford's last moment, she soon established her last movements on the previous day. On Whit Monday, May 26, 1817, Mary had traveled to Edgington to uh, from Edgington to Birmingham to sell dairy products at the local market. Your thoughts now on you, that, Brandy? She's going to sell cheese, whatever. You know what I'm hearing, and I know you're anti-cheese, Timmy. You know I am I'm a part of the anti-cheese so coalition. What do we have? We have bruised arms, Timmy. Those are classic defensive wounds. Uh, yeah, he's got a point, Brandy. Yeah. Now, you know I'm a criminologist, Timmy. I, I knew that. I, as Brandy. well as future prime minister of England when they have the snap elections. <laughs> Mary, <laughs> we're going to get complaints about this episode. Mary then made arrangements to visit a friend's house where she could change into a new dress, Brandy. Okay. Uh, her friend, her friend's name was Hannah Cox. C-O-X. Stop it. <laughs> Hannah Cox. Now, that just seems cruel by the parents. Well, that's her last name. Hannah Cox, Brandy. She would go to uh, – her and her friend would go to Whistonside dance, this dance at this uh, Tyburn house in that evening. So they had plans, Brandy, to go to the dance. Uh, Mary goes to Hannah – after selling her cheese, she goes to Hannah Cox's house to put on her new dress. Mary had arrived at her friend's house at 6 in the evening. She changed into her new dress and then went to the dance with Hannah. And the two girls seemed to have enjoyed themselves, Brandy. All and right. they had no they had no shortage of male admirers. Much like yourself, Brandy. Although uh, throughout the majority of the evening. Um, Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mary, throughout the majority of the evening, Mary had been in the company of a young bricklayer, Brandy, named Abraham Thornton. While her friend, uh, her friend Hannah Cox, Mm. uh, she was dancing with a boy named Benjamin Carter, who is not important at all to the story, but somehow we name him anyway. Snap election, Timmy. (laughs) Snap election. Have you ever went out with anyone by the name of Cox, Brandy? No. (laughs) I have not. She's had her share, Mark. Okay, let's not let's let's don't hurt her reputation, girl. Yeah, let's not besmirch me. Today. How could I besmirch her reputation any more than she has already besmirched her? Well, reputation? you said she's went out with a lot of cocks. No, she just had her fair share of cocks of gentlemen greeters, Timmy. I see. Well, she does have a lot of admirers, and she does have a lot of suitors. I'm sure she had a lot of suitors before she was married, and when she was young. Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah, she, she now old. she's married well, and old. This happened. She's mm. old and married at this point. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Brandy, you want, you probably wonder what time the dance ended. Well, right. the dance was. <laughs> the dance ended around midnight. And the foursome, that would be Mary yes. and the young bricklayer, bricklayer Abraham. named Abraham Thornton. Right. Her uh, Benjamin Carter. And Hannah. And, and Hannah Cox. The we got it. At the dance at around midnight, the four of them added to their <laughs> respective homes uh, uh, as far as a place known as I don't know what this means. They uh, they ended up in a place called Let's the old <laughs> the old cuckoo, Brandy. Cuckoo. Oh, I, th- I think they did an episode of Scooby Doo there. Yeah, yeah, they may have. It was just a short distance of uh, from the Edgington, and. Hannah Benjamin and Hannah Cox then separated from Mary and Abraham, and they went in a different direction. So they walk, a little, they walk it together for a while, and then Benjamin and Hannah Cox go on. They separate, and Mary and Abraham were last seen together, okay? Okay, uh, I'm, later, on, I'm, I'm on Wikipedia, Timmy. Yes. And it appears that this Brexit is not even a person. <laughs> you thought what did you think it was? You thought no, it was a human? I thought it was a person. I thought Brexit was they were voting for or against Brexit. I see. You they said that was that. Your, yeah. Yeah. Who's Brexit? I kept thinking. What is your Brexit? what is your position yep. on uh, Brexit or do you have one yet? Um, I'm formating a position on Brexit that will be in the best interest of my of my homeland. I see. The, of your the great empire of Britain. I see. Your homeland? I think I'll fit right in over there, Timmy. I, it sounds like I you're calling. A wee bit of a Cockney, <laughs> a Cockney accent, you know that. He does, have, he does have a Cockney accent, Brandy. 
He does sound like his mouth is full of fresh. right, and like a Liverpool. I, I wonder thing. if Hannah Cox had a Cockney accent. <laughs> she had a Cockney accent to me. Cockney. Now the whole uh, family uh, spoke the same way. It was a it was a colloquialism. I now, see. You don't... Let, let's hear. Can you share with us your Cockney accent, Colonel? Um, I'm going to save that for for my first Thank you. speech right after we call for the snap election, Timmy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Later on that evening, Brandy, around 3.30 a.m. So, hell, they, they were out all night. That's, that's Partying like rock stars. Nothing good, nothing good happens at 3.30 a.m. Nothing open at 3.30 but legs in White Castle. <laughs> exactly. Mary at 3:30 a.m. Mary was seen walking toward the home of Hannah Cox. So she was they they saw her walking to her Hannah Cox's house. A witness no, mentioned house. the mother's house. I'm sorry. Well, I guess it's Hannah's house too. Well, we don't know. You don't but, know. Uh, home of Hannah Cox's mother. Okay. A witness mentioned that the girl was walking very slowly and alone. Brandy. Yeah, she's probably drunk. At the house of Hannah's mother, Mary took off her new dress and changed into her working clothes. What do you think about that, Colonel? Well, she became a working girl, Timmy. She was back to selling cheese. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) somebody got, you know, time to make the cheese. 3.30 in the morning, time to make the cheese. I'm I'm not a fan of cheese, Colonel. As you know, I am a part of the Anti-Cheese Coalition. ACC now, is it, is it the white right. cheese or the yellow cheese? Or I, the- I, I'm just a member. You get into, though, you know, you get in. There's some people, some of them are just, you know, you got those anti-provolone people. They're just, mm-hmm. they're just. Oh, they're rabid, Timmy. I know. I try, I'm just, you know, I'm just the a Parmesan member. people are crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's just, they're just ridiculous. I, I, I think I'm a, more of a rational uh you know, I'm anti-cheese, but I'm rational. You know, I, I, I know we live in the real world, and there's provolone, and I think we can get along. Uh, you know, we can get along with people who like provolone, but, you know, the anti-provolone people I think people we are, should crush and destroy provolone, because what does provolone have to offer that mozzarella doesn't, Timmy? Well, that's a good question, Brandy. I don't know. Just, well, when we they it. have the snap election, Timmy... <laughs> Are you I'm going in charge of, of the great empire of Britain? Mm-hmm. I shall ban provolone. Well, you get you get those provolone people riled up, and you have trouble. I don't even think they eat cheese much cheese in Britain, Timmy. They eat a lot of I fish, know. a lot of chips. They eat potatoes, don't they? Yeah, porridge. Mm-hmm. They got they eat some funny. That's the cuisine in Great Britain is not it. But I am going to raise the bar over there when they have the snap election, Timmy. <laughs> I we see. are going to become the new Paris. No. <laughs> <laughs> I see, Colonel. So anyway, uh, witness uh, saw her walking very slowly. Mary told Hannah she was going home to say goodbye to her friend. Uh, then oh, since she told Hannah she was going home and then said goodbye to her friend and left the house at 4 a.m., Brandy. Um, on uh, two more occasions that morning, Mary Ashford was seen by people. A Joseph Dawson testified that he – man, these people must stay up all night long. It's Joseph Dawson testified that he uh, saw her uh, – he saw a girl that looked like Mary uh, on Bell Lane around 4.15 a.m. And then about – 
Yeah, maybe or the farm or something. Getting up to yeah. mo uh, to uh, what do they do with cows? Milk, cow. milk them, milk the cows. Yes. Have milk. you what ever milked a cow, Brandy? I have. <laughs> she milked a cow, Colonel. <laughs> That's she's she's got quite a technique on it. <laughs> have you ever milked a prostate, Brandy? <laughs> no. All right. I don't. I don't think I have. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to get you on record there. I, I, I didn't realize that was something that needed to go on record. But. Well, clear okay. it up in case it comes up later on. Sure, about, t- sure. at, uh, about 10 minutes after that, after uh, you know Joseph Dawson saw a girl walking on Bell Lane, uh, Mary had been seen in the same on the same lane by Thomas Broadhorst. And I don't Broadhurst. think Thomas – he brought her. So I don't think he. I don't think he would lie. Both witnesses noted that Mary had been alone. So four fifteen in the morning, she's walking down this uh, Bell Lane. Okay. Not long after these inquiries into uh, Mary Ashford's last last mo- movements, the police interviewed one Abraham Thornton, Colonel. I bet he I, he sounds like a cad, doesn't he? Who seen, no, you can't really go wrong with a person named Abraham. The only thing, you don't want to follow a man named Abraham, Timmy. Well, so have you wandering around for 40 years, Timmy. In the <laughs> Wasn't that Moses? Yeah, it's one of them. Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay, good. I'm pretty sure it was Moses, but that's all right. <laughs> so when, Ab- when the police interviewed Abraham Thornton, he-, he seemed to be in a state of shock. And after being told that Mary had been murdered... Uh, by uh, strangled and um, raped. Uh, Thornton told detectives, and I quote, this is a quote, Brandy. I cannot believe she is murdered. Why? I I was with her until four o'clock this morning, unquote. So he was with her all the way up to four o'clock. Thornton seemed sincere enough and apparently didn't understand at the time that he was the chief suspect in this investigation. However, he soon understood the situation and was taken into custody when he was taken into custody later that day and searched. So once they arrested him, he kind of he got it. realized that he was now a suspect. Um, detectives grilled him, Colonel, about every detail of events which unfolded after he had left the Tyburn House Inn. With Mary that evening, uh, Abraham Thornton admitted that he had sexual intercourse with Mary, what? but he he denied that he raped and murdered her. Oh, so, so your he, thoughts on that so far, Brandy? Well, Is he a cad? Oh, definitely a cad, but I don't know that that makes him a murderer. Well, okay. Well. Tell us what happens next, then. Snap election, right. Timmy. <laughs> Snap election. I'm calling for a snap election. Well, he can do that, Brandy. He can call for a snap election. I'm calling for someone to snap your neck. When I call for a snap election, Timmy, there will be no more crime in the great empire of Britain. I see. Are you going to let Bobby's carry guns? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to. And if you see somebody jaywalking, because that's Mm -hmm. where it starts. Jaywalkers. Mm -hmm. One day you're jaywalking. Next day you're kind of shoplifting. Next day after that, it's on robbery for then, uh, your serial killer it's oh, so within a week serial yeah. killer within a week, and then a within a month you're a terrorist timmy so, so brandy he's walk. gonna have zero tolerance right for a crime jesus christ all right in a deposition I, mm-hmm. stop 
In a deposition, the bricklayer stated that when his friend Benjamin Carter and Mary's friend Hannah had left them, he and Mary. What's Hannah's last name? uh, It doesn't say here. He and Mary had strolled hand in hand over the field to a stile. They went to a stile. Yes. The friend, the couple sat talking for about 15 minutes and then went to the green at Edrington where Mary went into her friend's house to change her dress. Abraham Thornton had waited for quite some time, but Mary did not come out, so he went home alone. Thornton's statement was backed up by three other witnesses who had seen him at that time. One witness, a gamekeeper named John Hayden, had even chatted to the young man for over a quarter of an hour. That's 15 minutes. Well, that seems seems like he has an alibi, Brandy. The police continued their investigation into the murder of Mary Ashford, but came up against a brick wall that the bricklayer built. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I, I don't think they mean that literally. I just think it's. You don't you think? Know. No. I see. No see, one. that's what you call coincidence, devil. That he can't yeah. He's a bricklayer. Brick they run into a brick wall. <laughs> that is. No. You don't think he put it there? Oh, I think that's <laughs> No one had seen the murder victim and Abraham Thornton together after they'd been sighted at the stile. Now, the stile is a set of steps that allows a person to walk over a wall or a fence. You know, we need stop more stop. We need that. Bring those back. If we if Trump builds this wall on on the border, they can make styles. I hope to have. (laughs) I think. I think. Well, I think that would defeat the purpose of the wall, Timmy. I would think so too. If you put. (laughs) Put a big wall up and you put a style there. And next thing you know, Timmy, you got, you got caravans. Next thing you know, there's an escalator. Over the style. You got stylish caravans. You, know? you, you got stylish people coming over here. Timmy. Have you ever been stuck on an escalator, Colonel? <laughs> um, you know, yes. the other day at work, the elevator stopped on me, Timmy. Oh, that's scary. Even the elevator wanted to spend more time with the Colonel. I can and understand that. And, and he got caught on an escalator. He almost died. It was awful. <laughs> I was there for for a good for four 30 minutes, seconds. Timmy. Thirty seconds. And in seconds. there, thirty I got a, I had a vision. Mm-hmm. What was your words vision? Words kept coming to me. Snap election, Timmy. <laughs> Snap right. election. And for those who don't know, Ugh, I bet um, they do. They're having some problems over across the pond. Mm-hmm. And uh, a snap election. Just think about that. If we could just say right now, at any given moment, and I'm not talking about just for this president, but for any president, Timmy, mm-hmm. if you could just say, oh, got some buyer's remorse here. Mm-hmm. Let's have a snap election. Yeah, that would be a great thing. President again. You know what it would do, Timmy? We'd be voting every other day. We would be. Yeah. And they wouldn't be spending so much money on elections because they'd be thinking, Shit, we might have to have another one next Wednesday. So save some of your money. <laughs> or got a good point, Brandy. You have to admit he has a good point. Or we might have to do our job. How about that? Yeah. And That's there will be it'd be like a red wave, a blue wave, a red wave, blue wave, blue wave, red wave, all in the same week, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Wave. All right. The style was at the top of Bell Lane, and the two had been seen there at three in the morning. A fact which provided police with a real headache. Despite, See, I just don't think it. You're hanging out three in the morning on a style, and I think that there's some, uh, you know, improper improper activities going on there. Well, despite a lack of hard evidence, 
Abraham Thornton was brought to trial in August of that year at the Warwick Court before Justice Holroyd. Hundreds of people who believe Thornton had killed Mary Ashford had waited outside the courtroom, the courthouse, from six in the morning. All of them had hoped they'd be the first to hear that a verdict of guilty had been reached, but they were to be disappointed. After just six minutes, of, they didn't even get the free lunch. After they didn't even get free get a cup of coffee or tea, right. I guess. Deliberations, the jury returned a verdict of not guilty. So he walked. In, in modern English law, that verdict would have been final, but in the early 19th century, what the fuck? Uh, an ancient law existed, mm-hmm. which enabled Ashford's brother, William, to appeal against the jury's verdict and thus demand a second trial. Oh, we need that. Yeah. It's like a snap election, Timmy. <laughs> kind it's of. called a snap trial. Snap mm-hmm. trial. Okay. So this You're like this, Colonel. Was... You're going to like this, Colonel. Hold on. You're so going to like this. So this was the girl that was bar- that was murdered in 1817. Yes, all right, right. Okay. So the dude so, walks. He's not guilty, but her family appeals it, basically. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. He. Um, th- so this was done, and on November 17th, 1817, Abraham Thornton once again stood trial, this time before Lord Ellenborough at the Court of the King's Bench. By now, interest in the Mary Ashford murder had reached fever pitch in every corner of Britain. Fever pitch. Fever pitch. Mm-hmm. And Fleet Street news hounds were delighted at a dramatic turn in the case. The case was a media sensation. Legal history was made when Lord Ellenborough allowed Thornton to take advantage of an archaic law called trial by battle. Trial oh, by battle. Yes. Trial by battle. I remember that one. And you could get oh. a proxy to fight for you. Well, this ancient right necessitated Thornton renewing his plea of not guilty before throwing down a gauntlet from the dock. This signified, Jesus Christ, this signified a challenge to William Ashford for a fight to the death unless one of them surrendered or was incapacitated during the fight. Well, that's bullshit. Would you like trial by battle, Colonel? I would like trial by battle, Timmy. Continue, Brandy. You know what I would like trial by battle? What? Or just like, see, I think that should be something you invoke all the time. Like you go to McDonald's, you order a couple cheeseburgers, some fries, and the fries are cold. You should be go back in there and throw down a gauntlet mm-hmm. and have a battle to the death with the cook. <laughs> and I had, you know what? And here's the thing: I think the cook would beat you. I really do. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. My honor will be will be it would reconcile my honor because well, there's nothing that kills your honor so, like walking out with cold French fries. First of all, slow down like you have honor. Slow the fuck down. Slow your roll. Quit selling me because when they have the snap election, I'm gonna I'm gonna be <laughs> snap election. Snap election. There were objections to the trial by battle option. But Lord Ellenborough proudly enunciated to the court, it is the law of England. And I like travel. If Ashford accepted the challenge and won, Thornton would be executed immediately. But if Thornton won, he would have to be freed and would no longer have to appear in court in connection with the Ashford murder. murder. Now, Excuse he, me. now, here's why I'm confused. If, the, if her brother won, right, he beats – it's a battle to death. So if he wins, Thornton is guilty, and then he gets executed. But wouldn't he be dead by the in the trial by battle? 
Well, you would think. Well, unless he becomes incapacitated. Ah, I see. Okay. Abraham Thornton held what resembled a heavy leather mitten with a trailing feather attached. I don't even know what that is. For the gauntlet. And invoked the ancient English law. He declared he was innocent and that he was ready to defend his innocence with his body. Well, trial by combat, also referred to as wager battle, trial by battle or judicial bat duel, excuse me, judicial duel, was a method of Germanic law to settle accusations in the absence of witnesses or a confession in which two parties dispute fought in a single combat. All right. The theory behind the trial by battle is that the verdict will be decided by providence. Although used mostly in the 16th and 17th century, trial by battle was still on the books in England. So basically, God would intervene and the bad guy would die, basically. Sure. Okay. Well, this case was the last time that battle by trial or trial by battle was invoked. Yeah, Consist- that's what's wrong. That's, Colonel, if you're elected – Prime Minister, will you bring back battle by trial? Oh, I will bring it back to me. It will be a, a an integral part of our justice system. Thank you, Colonel. Okay. Consistent it, with tradition. And if you're accused of a heinous crime, you could say, tr- first, if you're convicted and found guilty, and it looks like the overwhelming evidence, like, say, in this case, mm-hmm. the man rapes and murders, and you can say, okay, what, but we're going to give you a trial by battle. But your battle is you get a teaspoon and her three brothers get daggers, Timmy. I see. So you're, you're putting your thumb on the scale, Colonel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So this was the last time that it was invoked. Okay. Consistent with tradition, Abraham Thornton made his challenge by lifting his gauntlet, that's the glove with the feather, mm-hmm. above his head and then hurled it down while making the challenge, thus the term throwing down the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. William Ashford's counsel disputed Thornton's right to trial by battle and criticized Lord Ellenborough for allowing such an alternative to a proper second trial, but the protest came to nothing. Sounds like he was cowardly to me. Well, mm. no, wait a minute. William Ashford didn't accept the challenge. And because he had not responded to Coward. the challenge on April 21st in the following year, the challenges were dropped. So they yeah, I guess to I fucking give him a year. Yeah. Or- well, you can work out, I guess. Uh, let's see. He would no longer Thornton would no longer have to stand trial for a second time for Mary Ashford's murder. The notoriety of the case took its toll on Abraham Thornton. However, no one would employ the bro- the bricklayer, so he later immigrated to the United States, where he died a pauper in New York City at the age of thirty-two. Oh, to this day, criminologists have tried in vain to determine who murdered Mary Ashford. Now, fast forward one hundred and fifty years. For the facts of the Erie case, which has strange echoes of the Ashford murder. On May 27, 1975, 20-year-old. What? Ethos, Timmy. That's some, that's some prose strange right there. Echoes. Thank, thank you, Colonel. Strange Try to echo. do it justice, would you, devil? Try to do Timmy's prose justice. It, well, because it says echoes. And I think that's what I said, but whatever. <laughs> so You're doing fine, Brandy. Thank you. On May 27, 1975, 20-year-old Barbara Forrest was found dead in the long grass ditch in the long grass of a ditch near Edrington. Uh, Barbara had been strangled and raped, and her body, which was partially clothed, had lain undetected for over a week. Uh, Barbara had worked at the nearby Pipe Hayes Children's Home, 
Her facial features bore an almost identical similarity to Mary Ashford, and like Mary, Barbara had been strangled after being raped. Barbara was a member of St. Mark's Lutheran Church, and she vanished after the night out with her boyfriend, Simon Belcher. They have a lot of Simons over there in England, Colonel. Simon Legree. Yeah. Now that was here. Simon Simon, uh, from uh, Simon Cowles, who I was thinking. Oh, okay. Uh, The couple had visited pubs in the city center and the nearby village of Hansworth. Simon, then 21, had walked Barbara to a Colmore Circus bus stop at 1 a.m. to catch the number 67, but she never made it home. Detectives believe her attacker used the trees at the edge of the park as cover before pouncing on his victim. There was public shock at the crime and a clamor to find the killer. With was a clamor, to- Brander. Randy. Yeah. A clamor. <laughs> I believe uh, if I were the police, the first thing I would do in this case is call for a snap election. And then I would go see what Simon says. <laughs> nice, Colonel. Continue, Brandy. Uh, it's a play on words, Timmy. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, cl- he's clever, Brandy. So the people are clamoring uh, with Barbara's clean cut lifestyle fanning the flames of public outrage. Mm. Only hours before the, that fateful night out, she and Simon jointly held a service at St. Mark's. Simon was standing in for his father, church minister, Pastor Peter Belcher. Oh. Do you like that song, Son of a Preacher Man? I really like that song. I do. Dusty, Dusty Springfield. Um, what, Sing now, a little bit for us, No. The only woman that could ever reach me <laughs> was the Son of a Preacher Man. Oh, yes, he yes. was. Oh, was. Yes. Did he say the what? only woman who could ever reach me? Well, you know, I'm not, I got to sing. I got to change it for the Colonel version. I see. Except I think I got it wrong when I said the only woman that could ever reach me was the son of a preacher, man. Probably. <laughs> that, 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 it's like Lola and, you know. Yeah. Why not, but I, anyway. Why don't you think this, on it? I, being a criminologist, I need to know this, too, to try to put the facts together. Was she a door-to-door cheese, cheese salesman? I, we have no – we don't know at this point. Okay. All right. So both of them – were deeply involved in the Lutheran Church youth movement, and Barbara ah. was the national secretary. It was a youth movement, church youth movement, Colonel. More than 100 detectives, spearheaded by Detective Superintendent Mick Lennyhan. That's a lot uh, of fucking detectives. Yeah, there's a lot of people working on this case. Hunted the murderer. Barbara's boyfriend, Simon, was quickly ruled out as a suspect by investigators. I wonder detectives, why. Interviewed bus pass. Well, you'd be the one that fucking knew, Timmy. You wrote the goddamn script. <laughs> uh, let's see. Detectives interviewed bus passengers. Carried number 67. <laughs> yep. Put up hundreds of posters and even staged a reconstruction of the crime. Mm-hmm. Cops sifted through the mud of the park's pool for clues. Hold on. Hold on for one second. Hold on, please. I got somebody else on my house yelling something. Okay. Snap election. <laughs> okay. Uh, we paid what do you think? Of, what do you think about his candidacy there, Brandy? Ah, it's bullshit. <laughs> All right, continue, please. Okay, you know what? Thank I'm going to put you in the Tower of London when I can. I will grow my if hair very make... long and be able to get out. 
Yeah, but you can't. You can't get out if you grow your hair very long. That's that'll allow someone to climb up. But how are you going to climb down? Because once you get outside, you're going to fall. First of all, don't worry about how I do what I do. You just mind your business. Okay. All right. All right. Plus, I didn't think you liked your hair pulled, Devil. But isn't a Tower of London where they keep the family jewels? It is. Mm-hmm. So stay off the jewels. All right. So police had made hundreds- always protect the family jewels. Is what always I say. protect them, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Hundred of hundreds of inquiries in the small town, and later arrested a man named Michael Thornton, a thirty-eight-year-old Birmingham, Birmingham child care officer who had been a co-worker of Barbara Forrest. Mm, and his last name is Thornton, mm-hmm. just like Abraham. During the investigation, blood was found on Michael Thornton's pants, and his alibi for the night Barbara for the night that Barbara disappeared turned out to be false. Oh, he's been mm. But this was a decade before DNA was used as evidence. The case against Thornton was entirely circumstantial. And like the Thornton who stood accused of murdering Mary Ashford in 1817, Michael Thornton was tried for murder for the murder of Barbara Forrest and acquitted. Did they Both, did they confer more than six minutes? Uh, it doesn't say. Hmm. Both murders had taken place around the same time of day. And furthermore, both victims had been to a friend's house to change into a new dress before going out on the on the evening of Whit Monday to a dance. Now, Brandy, let me ask you: you 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 dabble into the uh, paranormal? You 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 into the you, occult? Into yeah, the devil stuff. You, you dabble into the things that's best left alone. What she is your dabble, Timmy? She immerses herself in it. <laughs> what is your thoughts on this? Do you think that there's some kind of karma, some type of? Are we in some sort of uh, time warp of some sort? What, what are your thoughts? I think it's coincidence. I think it's completely coincidental. And I also think, you know, this happened with what was it, JFK and Lincoln? Yes, very similar to so, that. There's a lot I mean, of similarities. There's co- it's just coincidental. You I don't, don't think, think there's anything that. paranormal involved. I would be shocked. I would be taken right. aback. Okay. I want to see you taken aback. All right. Continue, Brandy. Stranger still, days before each victim was murdered, they'd made prophetic remarks about their impending fate. A week before Mary Ashford was murdered, she told Hannah's mother that she Hannah had Cox. she had bad feelings about the week to come, but was unable to elaborate on her unfounded sense of dread. We and all from time days, to time has had sense of dread, right? Every day before I go to work. Okay. And 10 days before Barbara Forrest was raped and then strangled to death, she told a colleague at work of a strange premonition. Barbara's words had been, this is going to be my unlucky month. I just know it. Don't ask me why. Oh, that's weird, Brandy. In 2012, with the advent of DNA, Barbara Forrest's Forrest's sister called for a new police investigation to finally bring her killer to justice. There had been speculation that the Birmingham police had misplaced evidence in the case and therefore resisting reopening either case. As of 2018, the murder cases of Mary Ashford and Barbara Forrest officially remain open and unsolved. Wow. That's quite a story. Brandy, what's your thoughts on this? Who do you think done it and why? Well, I don't know who done it. Uh, I don't know who done it. I think that if well, anybody you're not really much of a detective, help, devil. Well, well, what do you I think about these? You any. said the You think all these are just coincidences, but what do you feel like when they have premonitions that something bad was going to happen? What are your thoughts on that? 
that happens. People have premonitions. People have gut feelings. That happens. Okay. That but happens. you don't think there's no, uh, nothing, uh, I, I don't think it, I don't think that they were gypsies or anything like that that could see into the future. Could they be right. tramps or thieves or I hobos? One of those. Could they be hobos? They could. I well, had, I don't think they were hobos either. I had a premonition about three weeks ago, Timmy. Okay, tell was, me about that. I was going to be eating tea and crumpets, and I had no idea what it meant. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Now what? I know there's going to be a snap election, Timmy. <laughs> Colonel, what's your, as a criminologist? How do you, how what do you, what's your impressions of these case cases? It's a coincidence, Timmy, that people murdered every day. Mm-hmm. So if well, you take, go ahead. Do you, do you think that the, uh, Mr. Thornton was guilty in either case? I believe he was guilty in both cases, Timmy. How? You don't. What you, you, you don't. What are you basing that on there? If don't you're know. not sure, always err on the side of guilty. Because, as I always say, guilty until proven innocent. It's better to execute ninety-nine innocent men than one guilty man go free. <laughs> and that's going to be your platform when when yes. you have. See, a, in America, we do the do the opposite. Better ninety-nine innocent men go free. Mm-hmm. Or guilty men go free than one innocent man convicted. Well, now you got a bunch of guilty men walking around, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. good for society. When they have the snap election, I'm prime minister, <laughs> we're mm-hmm. going to be changing it to better 99 innocent men go to prison than one guilty man go free. Because those 99 innocent men, they're not really innocent. They've done right. something we don't know about. Randy, your thoughts on that? Uh, you know what? Just, just, I nothing. I mean, again, I'm going to be the law and it's order. The of a lunatic. Uh, so, Colonel, when you're when you win the snap election, you will of course have to go to meet the Queen. Uh, uh, have you prepared on you know the protocol and how you to address her and well, all that? Yesterday, no, Timmy, me and. <laughs> Yesterday, me and Rudy had well practice in curtsying. Oh, I see. Time. Yeah, well, I'd like to see that, Colonel. I'd like to see you curtsy. Yes, I know how to curtsy. All right. Uh, we uh, unfortunately we left. Uh, we did not bring our. Wait, are um, you saying we? We we. Yeah, did it's, that? it's a collective we. No, I didn't have that. It's a Chuck we. The script. <laughs> Chuck forgot the. Um, not only did he forget the script. But he forgot our Patreon list, uh, so we can give shout outs to all of our wonderful Patreon Tits supporters. Tits but, on a more. Um, so we're not going to be able to go through all the names today, but we, it's, it is Thanksgiving coming up this week. And I just want to say how thankful we are for you who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Just a wee little bit, Timmy. Right, hold on, so, hold Brandy, on, say I'm something just, nice. Uh, hold on, Timmy. Timmy? Uh-huh. Hold on. Yes. Oh, uh, just a wee little bit, sir. Okay. No, hold on. That was my English accent. Oh, I'm just like a wee little uh-huh. bit, sir. I think that's uh, oh, my Irish. God. All of oh, it's terrible. terrible. All right. Uh, so, Colonel, give us your uh, final pitch for your candidacy for Prime Minister of Great Britain. Well, 
Timmy, everybody knows that there's only one person that can really change the course of history, that the, the British Empire has been in decline for quite some time, Timmy. Mm-hmm. But I am the person who could fix it. Only me, as our, as our fearless leader said to us, Timmy, mm-hmm. only I can fix these problems. I see. Well, well I, I think I wish you a lot of luck in your campaign. It's Colonel. almost like God reached down from the heavens and touched a colonel on his forehead and said, snap election. <laughs> Brandy, will you be supporting the colonel in his endeavor to be prime minister of Great Britain? Um, only if I can have a high level position. Oh, you will yes, be major yes. of Stonehenge. No, we're gonna I mean, bring I can back do that guillotine, too. Timmy. Huh? We're bringing back the guillotine. That's part of my platform. Um, well, we're going to build a wall. I know we got yeah. the. Uh, but you know, the, you know, Great Britain is an island, right? Right. We're going to build a wall around the island, Timmy. You can't be too <laughs> careful these days. Well, you have styles so people can walk over them. No, there's going to be no styles and no ropes, Timmy. So no he's an anti-style, Brandy. I don't understand what's happening. It's so just redonkulous. Well, Brandy, why don't you take a minute and thank all of our Patreon supporters, all of our listeners on this special week of Thanksgiving. Yes, I do. I want to thank everybody that has supported us, not just this week, but every week since we've started this massive mess of shit. (laughs) We really, really appreciate it. And I hope that everybody has a wonderful, wonderful holiday. Colonel, well, I, how would, I, I what would you like to say? say and, mm-hmm. and everybody knows this is going to happen, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Is that you're going to have your crazy uncle over there, mm-hmm. and he's going to be talking to you about Which is you, chemtrails and snap uh, elections, snap elections, <laughs> and you know ev- everything that nobody wants to talk about at Thanksgiving, and he's going to bring it up. And what I found is the easiest way is. To smother him with a pillow. <laughs> because there you got plenty of things to be thankful for. You, you, you get together on Thanksgiving and you, your family's there and you're thankful for him. And then you got the crazy uncle who shows up. And he makes you realize why you're not happy every day. You're not thankful for everything. So if you just well, let, because he's going to eat and he's going to take a nap. So and he puts things in perspective for game. him. You smother you him with this, a pillow. right? This is you. <laughs> You are the crazy uncle. It's you. I have been invited to numerous Thanksgiving gatherings this year. No, you haven't. I have. Quite a few. Will you be seeing Dominique this uh, Thanksgiving? That is one thing I'll be thankful for. No. (laughs) All right. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye-bye. 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.